0: I-N, as in Nancy, G-E-R. Krampus is here to give you your season's beatings. This is Darkness Prevails, the place to share your creepiest true stories with the world, because this world is a strange one. It's the final stretch towards Christmas this year, and I'm sure Krampus is ready to hand out beatings left and right, if you've been a naughty child, or you've been a little too unlucky this year, you might get to encounter Krampus yourself. Just like these poor souls allegedly have, enjoy these supposedly real sightings of Krampus. Remember, you can always send me your true stories with the links in the description, or check out my new merch store at morbidmonsters.com and get yourself a Krampus Seasons Beatings shirt or a beating children better than your stepdad ever could shirt, just in time for Christmas. And real quick, here are the first five comments from my previous video. gabby 2055 says, Hi, can you make a Home Alone Horror Story video, please? I already have, but I will certainly touch on that topic again. I always go back to old topics to keep you guys happy. 12Waterwolf says, Thank you for uploading these videos. They always make my day. That's honestly how I feel about reading you guys' stories. I feel very lucky to get so many awesome submissions. Arctic Ranger AJ says, I'm finally third. I like fast food, scary stories. Same here, AJ. Anything creepy, I love. Creative Kiwi says, you never told me what your worst fear was. Please say in the next vid, my greatest fear is failure probably thanks to YouTube. I have anxiety attacks, I lose sleep, and often fight off depression just because I'm afraid I'm failing at my own career. Honestly, being eaten by a werewolf sounds more fun than this sometimes. And Potter the Otter says, listening with my cat. Is that weird? Love you, Darkness. You are my go-to late night listening. Well, I'm honored to be you and your cat's favorite. And no, that's not weird. Sometimes pets are our best friends. All right. Now let's jump into these allegedly real Krampus sightings. Number 1. I thought he wasn't real. Submitted by J. Riley. I grew up in Maine in a small coastal town that always smelled of fish no matter how far from the harbor you were. But being raised there, you don't really notice the smell not unless you go on vacation for a weekend and come back. Then it's like a fist to the face. Anyway, let me just jump right in. My family has always had a weird fascination with the Krampus legend, an old piece of European folklore about a mythical beast that's the opposite of Santa Claus. He carries switches or sticks around to beat children with, children who have been naughty and don't deserve gifts that Saint Nick brings. This was my Santa Claus, basically. Instead of offering me a reward for my good behavior, my parents instead reinforced me with, if you're bad, Krampus will get you. If you're bad, Krampus will beat you and give you coal. To be pretty honest with you, I believed what they said for half my life, but I'm 23 now and I know better. Well, I thought I knew better. I moved away to the state of Washington with my aunt until I could afford my own place. This was after a very dramatic feud with my parents over some disagreements concerning my college major. Well, to heck with me for wanting to pursue my passions, I guess, not the long, expensive career paths that they wanted for me. I said some things I shouldn't have. It was back in 2010 when I was 16. Then in 2016, just last year, they invited me back for Christmas, offering me apologies and a good time with no drama. I missed my family, but I was still angry at them, so I decided to fly to Maine for Christmas weekend, but I was not going to apologize for anything that I'd said. On December 23rd, I arrived. I gave my parents awkward hugs and expected the worst, but they were different. My parents didn't nag me or try to start drama. They actually cried when I showed up. They hugged me tighter than ever. It was nice, but it wasn't enough for me. I held on to that grudge like a lifeline. The next night, Christmas Eve night, arrived soon enough, and my parents and uncle and I were hanging out in the living room, sharing stories about everything I'd missed while I was gone. And then, of course, came the talk of Krampus. I hope you've been good while you were away, my mom teased me. My father joined in with, mm-hmm, I've noticed some tree branches missing around here lately. Probably just Krampus preparing for quite a busy Christmas round here. My uncle laughed at this, but I rolled my eyes. It was pretty funny but it was just their way of joking about the past. It helped make everything more lighthearted around here and I welcomed it. But that night, I couldn't sleep. My mind was racing. I felt guilty about my parents. Maybe back then when we argued, they just wanted a better future for me. Maybe that's why they were so upset with the future I had in mind for myself. At around 1.30 in the morning, As I lay there staring at the ceiling, I began to hear something from just outside my door. It was breathing, heavy, raspy breathing, like some sort of oddly tall and old hobo was standing outside my bedroom door, wondering if he should knock or just walk right inside. I got up, figuring my dad was playing a prank on me. I walked right over to the guest room door and swung it open. The hallway was empty, but I could still hear the breathing. Apparently, it hadn't been coming from just behind my door. The breathing was instead coming from the living room door. and was so loud that the breathing itself echoed through the hallway. I suddenly felt insanely cold. That's when I figured someone had left the front door wide open. Maybe the snowy wind was getting inside. Maybe that's what I was hearing. I walked down the hallway, which opened up towards the living room, and for the first time in a decade, I felt hesitant and a little creeped out. I couldn't figure out why. Surely no one had broken in, right? We didn't live very close to other people. When I reached the living room, I saw that the door was actually still closed, locked up tightly, but the breathing was definitely there, just outside the front door, Now, this is the creepiest part. There is a telephone pole with a light on it, just 20 yards away from the front of the house, overlooking our driveway. It often cast clear shadows of guests that walked up to the door. And on that dark, cold night, I could clearly see the shadows of thin legs being cast underneath the door. It was then that I was certain Someone really was outside. I swallowed hard, nearly choking on my own spit. I covered my mouth instinctively, afraid to let whoever was outside hear me. I should have told my parents then and there, so that we could get some help, but my curiosity took over, and sure enough, I began walking toward the door to peek through the peephole. I closed my other eye and slowly looked outside. I jumped back, nearly screaming, when I saw those teeth. Yellow, rotting, sharp teeth. And then they knocked. I was panicking then. I didn't know what to do. I'd never been in a situation like this before. Little did I know, it was about to get much worse. Riley. Somehow, they knew my name. Open the door and receive your punishment. I'll never forget that voice, not for as long as I live. By some unseen will, I quickly stood up, jumped over to the door and unlocked it, throwing it open. The entire time, my mind was screaming, what in the world am I doing? The door was wide open now, and I could see everything. The light pole, the snow dropping lightly down in front of it, and an empty front porch. But there were footprints there. More like hoof prints, actually. I woke up my parents immediately, and I showed them the prints, but they began to laugh at me. You can't be serious, Riley. My father put his hand on my shoulder. You're too old to believe in Krampus. Just looks like a goat or deer, I guess, my mom said, as she leaned down to observe the odd tracks. Yep, definitely a deer or goat with hooves twice the thickness of my own hand. Sounds about right, mom, I thought. They went back to bed and told me to lock up the door, and I did as they told me, but I stayed in the living room, trying to watch TV to take my mind off of things. Yet, I kept glancing to the door, waiting to hear that breathing again. Yes, I apologized to my parents on Christmas morning, even if it was mostly due to my creepy experience. And I still went back to Washington after Christmas, back to a place I'd never seen Krampus before. Let's just say I don't hold grudges any longer and I don't answer the door at 1.30 in the morning to a heavily-breathing stranger. Number 2. Night of Krampus by Sterling This was a quick yet scary experience I had one December, when I was a child. It was maybe 30 years ago, at my old brick home in West Virginia. We were very broke back then. My family couldn't afford much more than rent and food each month. You think I'd be happy growing up in that kind of situation. I mean grateful at the very least. But that particular Christmas I wasn't having it. I was going through a sort of phase. I threw a number of temper tantrums leading up to Christmas. It was almost a nightly thing. My screaming and shouting and wanting what my parents couldn't afford. My parents must have hated it, and I feel bad for it now, but back then, I just didn't stop. About two weeks into December, there was a night my brother was fed up with me. He tricked me into playing hide-and-seek in the forest near our home. I was bored at time and angry, so I was easily convinced to join him to take my mind off of things. We were outside and I was chosen to be it first, of course, but as I counted, he just went back inside and locked the door. I probably deserved that. When I was finished counting, though, I began to seek, completely oblivious to his trickery. I looked behind trees, over hills, in bushes, but nothing. It didn't take long for me to realize that I had been duped. I began walking back to my house, crying and ready to throw another fit but that mood soon changed when I heard the sound of snow crunching underfoot and it wasn't my footsteps immediately I turned around and saw that figure it appeared to be some man cloaked in a near pitch black hood but what was enough to get me absolutely paralyzed with fear were the horns coming from his head I saw his breathing forming clouds in front of the hood, and I knew I needed to run. I made it back to the front door in seconds flat, and I was pounding on the door, screaming in tears for my parents. I heard the breathing getting closer and closer behind me, that huffing deep breathing. Suddenly, the door opened, and I fell flat on my face, I stumbled to get back up and I latched on to the nearest waist I could find, sobbing into someone's shirt. What's wrong, dear? It was my father. I turned and looked out the open door to see a still and silent woods. To this day, I don't know what it was I saw, or if it was even real, but if I had to make up a wild guess it was probably Krampus giving me a warning. Straighten up, or he'd give me a reason to cry. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. Do you believe in monsters? And given the chance, would you be brave enough to track one down on your own? In June's Journey, people are the true monsters, and you can live the story yourself on iOS and Android. Number three, Krampus at my house, submitted by Michael L. I have two brothers, Kelvin and Andy, and at the time my mom was getting dinner ready for us since it was Christmas Eve. In the time being, we were outside having a snowball fight. We were all around the age of 12, if I remember correctly. I was barely the oldest of the three of us. After a while, my mom finally called us in for dinner. We ate quite a feast. But in the midst of it, my brothers began arguing about what presents they would get. Then Kelvin said that he deserved more, and that his brother was being terrible this year which caused Andy to throw some food, and thus that began the food fight on Christmas Eve. At that age, even I joined in, not because I was angry, but I was too young to pass up a food fight. My mom wasn't even a little bit amused. Immediately, she sent us to our rooms, and we were forced to go to bed early. We put on our pajamas, then sat there angrily. Soon enough, we couldn't keep our eyes open, and we fell asleep. But all three of us woke up at the same time from something we heard downstairs. Everyone was in bed at the time. It was really late. I remember looking at the clock, and it was around one in the morning. We all three looked at each other and thought, no way, it's, it's Santa. Even I believed it, and by then I'd stopped believing in Santa entirely but hearing such a strange noise in the middle of night on Christmas Eve of all days, it really puts things into perspective, you know? All three of us slowly followed each other downstairs, opening doors so slowly that no one would hear it, then tiptoeing extremely quietly to the staircase. We couldn't be heard, not if we really wanted to see what was going on down there. We saw the Christmas tree, and we saw a bunch of presents that hadn't been there before. And again, we assumed it was Santa. We didn't even think that my mom and dad may have put them there after sending us to bed. We began to race downstairs all at once, if only to just shake our new presents and guess what they may be. But halfway down the stairs, I froze. My brothers seeing me paralyzed like that, they looked at me and stopped as well, asking me in whispers, What's wrong? Did someone see you? I shook my head, and I pointed at the window, at the thing I was watching. The noise hadn't been coming from inside the house. There was someone outside our window, which was a few feet away from the Christmas tree, something clawing at the glass pane. We saw a pale, bearded face from outside, and fingers with nails so long They almost looked like they could reach us from here. Luckily, the window was closed tight, but unluckily, whatever that thing was saw us and instantly turned its eyes to our faces. I covered my mouth to hide my scream and the three of us ran back to our bedroom, throwing ourselves under the same cover on my bed. There we waited and shook, listening to every single sound we heard for the rest of the night. In the morning, everything was normal. My family was cheery and ready to hand out presents and have Christmas breakfast. Everyone but the three of us were all smiles, but we couldn't stop looking out the window, fully expecting to see that face return. And before that, it took us a long time to be urged to get out of bed. Even on Christmas Day, we were hesitant to come downstairs We didn't want to face that thing again, whatever it may have been. For years after that, whether it was Christmas or not, I had off and on nightmares about the figure we saw and the face it made when it looked at us. I'm 18 now, and I still get a very chilly feeling when Christmas comes around. Number four, My Krampus Encounter submitted by Bugs the Redneck It was Christmas of 2014 and it was Christmas Eve to be more precise During this time me my dad and my grandma's boyfriend wouldn't celebrate like a normal family Usually we'd party the hard way if you catch my drift enjoying some of Johnny my grandma's boyfriend's happy jack as he'd like to call it now, I know what you're gonna say. You were probably out of your mind and hallucinating. But I assure you, this is not the case. None of the things we were taking affected us in that way. We'd done it several times before. And this year, we were taking it more easily than usual, and doing less than half the amount we were used to. Anyway, my mom, grandma, and little brother had already turned in for the night leaving the three of us guys sitting by the fireplace in the living room. Now where I lived back then, it was just your usual suburban-style neighborhood, so that should help you visualize where we were. We were all sitting by the fireplace when all of a sudden we heard a loud banging against our ceiling right above where we were sitting. We all looked up, then curiously at each other, as if we were all asking one another if we heard the same thing or not smiling and choking down a laugh john said guys i think jeepers creepers is coming for us we all laughed and returned to what we were doing before it happened as if there wasn't anything to worry about after a while as i was sitting right in front of the fireplace closer than the other guys my face was getting blazing hot so i decided to move over to a different seat and this one happened to be right next to our massive living room window. A few minutes later, I suddenly got this huge urge to look outside, and today, I regret it still, probably always will. When I looked out, I saw thick blankets of snow, a random snowman in our front yard, and in front of that, a very tall, hunched over figure. At first, I didn't really focus on the black figure, Instead, I was wondering how we went from barely any snow to about four or five inches of it. I began to look around, and that was when I began to pay more attention to the strange silhouetted figure that was now closer to the house than it had been before. It did strike me as odd, so I just stared at it. I stared at the thing for at least five seconds before I could finally make out a face a dark, wrinkly old face, and a bright white beard that seemed dirty and unkept. In other words, he looked like an evil and out-of-his-luck old man, because now he was so close that I could see his face reflecting the living room light. Immediately, I yelled for my dad and John to come to the window to look outside at this strange man. As soon as they looked out the window... They seemed to be just as flabbergasted as I was. Dad took off, going to get his twenty-two. He came back, stumbling as he tried to load the thing. When we were all looking back out the window again after prepping ourselves, the figure was now gone. Dad was at a loss for words, until he finally asked me, boy, why weren't you keeping an eye on the thing? But I just ignored him still staring out the window. Everything was the same except for the figure being gone and one more thing that took me a long time to notice. The snowman had dozens of sticks and twigs pushed through its torso like blades. John and my dad both noticed at the same time I did because when I saw it, I heard them say behind me, what in the world? Dad then ran outside in his stupor and began to knock down the snowman, and I couldn't help but get goosebumps expecting that figure to return, that massive hunched thing. Ever since then, we've repeated this very creepy experience to our family members, especially when Christmas comes every year. It's a good story, but it still sends chills down my spine, and I wonder to this day what exactly we saw. So to my supposed haunting by Krampus, I hope I don't see you again next year. And number five, Krampus, submitted by DirtyCavmane 420 My family was never much into the holidays. I wouldn't quite say we didn't believe, but we certainly never celebrated religious holidays. I was probably the only one that had any faith. My grandparents were Catholics, so I would go to church with them all the time when I was young. Until 13, when they had been hit by a driver who had been drinking, whose father got him off the hook because they were rich, but I'm getting off topic. After this, I renounced God, saying if God were kind, he wouldn't have let this happen to me or my family. That Christmas, I didn't decorate a tree, I didn't write a letter to Santa, and I didn't pray. All I did was try to get over my depression. It was Christmas Eve, and I was on my PlayStation raging at a game and decided it was time for bed at around 11.30. I headed upstairs, took something to help me sleep. Now, when I take this stuff, I sleep like a rock. So needless to say, when I suddenly jolted awake at around 12.30, I was confused. I lied in my bed for about 30 seconds, until I suddenly heard a crash in my living room. I grabbed a baseball bat next to my bed, and began to walk downstairs. Upstairs where my room is at, there is a long hallway with my parents' room, my own, and my sister's room, along with a bathroom and storage room. So, after I creeped my way down the long hallway and I began to walk downstairs, I saw a silhouette down below in our living room, playing with ornaments on the tree, as well as handling the gifts under it. Now, in any other situation, I would scream, knowing that it was an intruder, someone who broke into our home, but in this situation, it was very bizarre and different because it's not every day that your intruder is covered in fur with goat-like horns. All at once, so many ideas and thoughts came into my mind. Thoughts like, must be a prank. Thoughts like, that's probably just my dad trying to scare me. That's probably the reason why I couldn't control myself when I blurted out one word. Dad, in the moment I made the sound... It shifted its head up towards me in a crooked, creepy fashion. As its neck rotated, it made the sound like old and ancient creaking wood underfoot. Its mouth was wide open, like a black hole, and its face was wrinkled and disheveled. It was then that I knew that this was not some normal intruder, nor was it a man at all. Frozen to my spot, I watched the thing playing with the presents. It put one of the presents down, continued to stare at me, then walked back through the living room door where it must have entered. Soon enough, it was quiet again, yet extremely cold in the house. I plopped down on the top step of the stairs, staring at the spot where the creature had just been, and I couldn't blink, let alone think straight. Several hours later, my family was up and about, and they found me on the top step. Despite taking something to help me sleep, I stayed wide awake, hardly blinking the entire time. Never have I ever been in such a state of disbelief or fear, and I'll never forget that night. I asked my dad about that prank, but he didn't know what I was talking about, and how could he have been in his room, If I was on the stairs the whole night, if he was the one in that creature suit, I don't know. Nothing really makes sense to me anymore. And I pray that it was all just a hallucination, a side effect, to the things I was taking for my sleep and depression. I definitely wasn't expecting to get such good stories about actual Krampus sightings this year. Who knew that people have actually seen this demon creature? Well, now that I've read these stories, I can pretty much be honest when I say this. I'll probably be the biggest brown nose for the rest of my life, because the last thing I want to wake up to is a bearded half-goat, half-man demon standing over me. Smiling with anticipation over the beating he is about to give me. But then some of us do like the beatings. Good night. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed the video. And remember, you can send me your true stories with the links in the description. Don't forget to get your Krampus shirt today at morbidmonsters.com. Thank you all. Stay safe out there this holiday season, but always stay creepy. Oh, and of course, just in case I forget, Merry Christmas.